the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Thank you very much indeed. This is the Boys of Tech, episode 296 for the week commencing Monday, the 22nd of September, 2014. I'm Edwin Herman here in the studio in Wellington, and I'm joined over a Skype link with my friend and co-host, Brett King. Hey, hey. Welcome to the show, Brett. Howdy. Now, you know, we usually engage in a little bit of chatter uh, before the uh, before the show. I don't think we're going to do this this time because anything that would happen over the weekend that was of any interest uh, to you and me was the general election, so we're not going to talk about it because this is an apolitical show. So, moving right along, <laughs> go straight into the tech stories. <laughs> uh, straight into the tech stories. Now, we reported how uh, at you know uh, Apple's 9-9 event, they announced a bunch of things, and one of the things they announced, of course, was that every single iTunes customer gets U2's latest album, Songs of Innocence, free. It's just there, as if you've purchased it. Now, you'd think this would be a good thing, and everyone would be going, oh, that's awesome, I get a free album. Even if I don't like it, well, hey, it's free. It's like, you know, free food. You know, if someone offers you free food and it's not particularly nice, well, you go, hey, that's just the way it is. I don't really care. It's, it's free. I'm, I'm either going to eat it or I'm not going to eat it. However, with this, in this case, with the free iTunes album, it kind of backfired a little bit for a bunch of people because they didn't like the album. And it wasn't an opt-in thing. It wasn't a gifted to you and you could decline it. It was a, oh no, your phone is now downloading the entire U2 album and syncing it with your cloud account as well as with your devices. And it's now in your playlist. And it's now in your playlist. Mm. And you did not want it at all. (laughs) So not only did it suddenly show up unexpected and unwanted, disrupting your playlist, it also used up your precious bandwidth if you're in a country where you still have to pay for bandwidth. Yeah, see, what Apple in hindsight should have done is sent everyone an email or some other message in some way saying, hey, we're offering you this for free. Click here to download. They could have even had just a pop-up in iTunes when you opened it up. Yeah. Going, hey, you've been gifted the new U2 album, Songs Would of Innocence. Like, yeah. Would you like to add it to your iTunes exactly. library? Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, Apple have heard people who aren't very happy about this, and they've addressed this by having built a tool where you can go and undo and unpurchase the album. Indeed, because <laughs> that's the thing. It just goes to show you kind of the, the f- one of the flaws in their system or, you know, I guess one of their designed robustness features is that you can't just get rid of stuff. It like hangs around <laughs> like a bad smell. It stays in your purchase list. It stays in your cloud. And, and those things, if you're, if you're not careful when you're, you know, reinstalling your iTunes and stuff because you've just bought a new computer or moved to a different device, it will want to re-download all of that stuff for you. You can't just get rid of it entirely. So they have to create a yeah. tool specifically to allow you to get rid of something entirely. Yeah, to un- basically unpurchase it. Yeah. Uh, now, I think you can, though, still in iTunes, remove stuff from your purchase list. I'm just going in to have a look now because it's been a, been a while. Can I? Are yeah. you sure? 
Yeah, there's a little cross there. Yeah, you can remove stuff from the list. Are you sure it doesn't just remove it from the list in that iTunes, but it actually stays on your purchased list? Oh, I don't in know. The cloud? I don't want to remove anything, so I'm not going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the, the thing is, it just goes but, to show that well, I think Apple they would not have, have created a tool it, to do this. The, if it did not linger in your accounts somewhere. Who knows? I, I still think they would have because, you know, they've annoyed well, no, they enough would have people. They put up a page with instructions of go to your purchase list, click the delete button. Ah, well, maybe. Anyway, in any event, <laughs> the, this really says that Apple admits that they've kind of delivered it in the wrong way. Indeed. And the fact that this story is still hanging around where everybody's forgotten about the iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus and, <laughs> and the watch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it just goes to show, doesn't it? the most impactful thing. Look, <laughs> I, I, I'm one of these people who I really didn't think the album was particularly good. There is one, in fact, the track that they played at the event itself is is listenable. The rest, really, I... Mm, it's not really mean. But having said that, there, there are still fans to out there. since um, One Tree Hill. Yeah, oh, back in those days, yeah. 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 Although, didn't they? That's well, just personal taste. <laughs> they also, uh, what was their, their, their um, they had some hits, what was it, maybe six, seven, eight years ago? Didn't they sort of uh, have a bit of a resurgence then? I can't remember. I've got the, I think I've got their album or at least some singles. I'd have to dig them out and have a look. And but I, I remember thinking at the time, you know, this is actually look. Let me um, Vertigo, Vertigo. There you go. Do you remember Vertigo? Uh, I remember the tour. That single is brilliant, and there's a couple of other songs around that time that I really liked as well. Yeah. But anyway, this this latest album, Songs of Innocence. Oh my goodness, mm, not not very good. <laughs> and well, and, they're no and, David Bowie. <laughs> You're into David Bowie? Of course. Oh. How can you not be? Oh, his voice and grates be, me. like, alive. His voice just grates me, I'm afraid. <gasps> Edwin, <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> Never talking to you again. Uh, look, it's, yeah, it's not something that I would get up off the the sofa and, Next turn, you're and say turn off. You're not a fan of Tool. Tool, I never got into Tool. I just never got into them, so I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but I'm not not a fan. If you know what I'm saying. How about Nirvana? We'll go back a little bit for some more, some more <laughs> okay. stuff, preliminary things. Uh, Nirvana, look, I I've only I only really got uh, into one song, really, um, you know, a lot, and that was "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I just love that song. I I just that as soon that, when I heard that, that was the only Nirvana song I really cared about. <laughs> It was kind of their iconic. Yeah, it was. It was. But, you know, David Bowie, never really, yeah, oh, not a fan. One of the best live performances I have seen. Oh, you've seen them live? Yeah, yeah. Came to Wellington, played Westpac Stadium in the pouring rain. <laughs> and he stood out on the stage in the pouring Is rain right? for a couple of his songs. He was, man, he's an entertainer. It was good. No, I- I haven't been to many concerts recently, you know, Busy Life and all that, but I think the last one I went to was a few years ago, and that was Herbs and Dragon. And they played in a Coomera packing shed in Dargaville. <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was kind of rustic but intimate at the same time, as you can imagine the venue would be. 
And oh, it was just brilliant. That could have been, that would have, yeah, that would have been pretty nice. Do you know, it was pouring down with rain with this heavy, I mean, we were obviously in the, in the packing shed, but outside it was pouring down with that really, really heavy Northland subtropical rain they get. And <clears> when <throat> the song, and so of course a lot of people had bought brollies and stuff because it's a bit of a, you know, a short walk from the, from the highway. Yeah. Uh, and, and from the, we, the paddock where you have to leave your car. And when the song Rain came on, it just started pelting down even harder, just almost <laughs> almost by magic. And so in the crowd, I had my brolly up and I was waving it way up above the crowd, back and forth, left and right, as the song was playing. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I wasn't blocking any views. I, I, I'm reasonably torn. I, have, I, I had the brolly way out Yeah, it was. Last concert I ever went to um, was only last year. Um, I think it was last year. Oh, my memory might be failing, but I think it was last year. Uh, was Pool at the Vector Arena in Auckland. Oh, right. Well, the last time I was at the Vector Arena was to see uh, Russell Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Indian comedian, absolutely Indeed. fantastic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey Brett, back to tech then. Look, uh, that's Apple's move. They've done that. Look, so if you're just for our listeners, if you are one of these people that really, really hate having this album on on your in your iTunes and on your iDevices, and you want to get rid of it, there is a removal tool. Go to our website, boysatech.com. There's a link under episode two ninety six for you. All right, just reading a story in the tech news from the week just been. And the worrying trend of security camera footage being intercepted, hacked if you like, and then rebroadcast. And we're talking about video footage such as baby monitors, you know, so, uh, you know, the you know, babies and, and children sleeping in their beds. Yeah, um, we're not talking in, about in your home... streets, street side no, CCTVs. These are private. We're talking about the security cameras you install in your offices. That's right. Or your, um, you know, home to protect yourself and your, your family, mm. uh, and they're hacked and the footage broadcast on the internet. Mm. So instead of protecting you, it adds to the criminal's toolkit of ways to get at you. There's all sorts. There's, uh, you know, the CCTV security cameras, as you sort of just alluded to there. So, you know, cameras in various people's living rooms and kitchens and dining rooms and so on. Mm-hmm. Also, office security cameras. Uh, one of them, I think, was clear enough to be able to see what was being typed on a screen. Exactly. And so there's no way that that office security camera was protecting the private data <laughs> being used on that computer. So the reason why, well, one of the reasons why that this is sort of a growing thing is because, well, obviously, first of all, the prevalence of these things are increasing, but also mm-hmm. the fact that many of these off-the-shelf ones that are just so easy to use are the IP cameras, IP-based cameras. Yep. And you just plug them They're in. They're basically plug and play. Yeah, they are. And, and that's and the play, danger. download the app to your phone and away you go. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're a person who actually, you know, RTFMs, uh, <laughs> where it usually tells you, here is the default username and password. You should change them. I was going to say, Brett, what's the advice to people out there? So if you are considering one of these or you've got one of these uh, camera systems, change the password. Indeed. It may be plug and play and it may say that it's simply plug it in and away you go. But for crying out loud, change the passwords. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, because you know what, anybody it's, can get those off of the websites for the manufacturers of these things as the default passwords and then see, you know, when you're at home or what your kid's doing. Yeah, and that, you know what, that's the scary thing, I think, uh, particularly for me as a parent of you know, two young children, is the, the fact that there's a growing number of these child monitor cameras and it's I don't know. It's just really concerning. That it's people really on the creepy yeah. to think that there are websites out there with, you know, random strangers watching your kids sleep. Yeah, it's it's quite disconcerting. And the fact, I, I don't know what's worse, the fact that people actually get into these feeds by, you know, brute, well, not brute forcing, but trying, you know, some known default credentials or the people who put together these aggregate these websites that aggregate these feeds. I, I don't know, which is worse. But or... The people who, the businesses that install these cameras without alerting the owners that they need to change the password. Absolutely. In the case of, you know, if you've hired a company or or a a professional to install these, then really they've got some answering to do. Indeed. Because wasn't it the, you know, the, um, the, the case that at least in two instances that the story was talking about, that they were able to identify directly the business and in one place a, a, a home where the, the cameras had been hacked, that they went to those places, alerted them, and they would go, and the people then would, you know, came out with, well, nobody told us about passwords. But they were installed and nobody said anything about passwords. Mm. So, <laughs> so the, the places installing these cameras should also be thinking about alerting the owners to the fact that they need to change the passwords, otherwise hackers will be able to get into them and know when you're away or spy on you and find out what your passwords are so they can get into your financial details. So not only do you have to change the password, but in the case of the one where the camera could see the computer screen, thinking of better placement for the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Better placement for the, the desk. Because even if you secure them with a change of a password, it still doesn't mean that an IP camera can't be hacked through a more sophisticated means. Oh, exactly. So... When you're putting in these security devices, do think about their placement as well so that you're not, you know, opening up, opening your private data up to the eyes of the camera. Yeah, absolutely. Now, some good advice there. You know, this kind of reminds me of some years ago, maybe five, ten years ago, where we had a similar issue with DSL modems and, mm-hmm. and people and wireless base stations and people would leave the default passwords on them. Yeah. But now I've noticed, at least, you know, in, more recently anyway, I noticed that when I get a, a new D-cell modem, they seem to have a, a sort of a randomly generated password and it's different on each device. I don't know why these the camera man- manufacturers don't do the same thing. Indeed. And, you, you know, you get a little sticker with your DSL modem now from, say, Vodafone, and it says, here's your login and here's your password, and it's not the same as, you know, your neighbours. It's... Indeed, Each it's randomised the it's randomised the um the 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 network name by default, and it randomises a password too. Mm, I don't know why they don't do that now for, and maybe this will be one of these things that changes as well. Just like we have seen with the DSL modems, where they all used to have the same password, you know, if it was from the same manufacturer, and then they yep. realised that's not a good idea. Indeed. All right, Brett. Well, just a short it's something to be aware of, especially it, it since the. Several of the models of camera that have been hacked in the UK and put up on this website are um, commonly available in New Zealand. Mm. So if you're a New Zealand listener and you have an IP camera in your home, uh, you might want to check it. Change your password. Yeah. 
Change the username as well is always a good plan. Yeah, if you can, definitely. You can. Yeah. Def- definitely. All right, Brett, just a short show then because uh, really not a lot this week, to be quite honest with you. It was a, a slow slow news week in IT. Indeed. We need some people coming up with some cool robots and stuff again. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should build our own and, you know, if, if we, you know, instead of reporting the news, we should make the news. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'll tell you what, speaking of making the news, and I know this, is, this isn't quite it though, but shortly after the general election uh, results we're through here in New Zealand on Sunday morning. I created an infographic based on the uh, results obtained from the official, you know, elections government website. And I tweeted this and you won't believe how viral this thing went. My mobile phone was filling up with text messages and you know, every, I, I honestly lost track several hundred retweets and mentions and favorites Within a short space of time, this thing was, you know, my phone was going all morning and for most of the, much of the afternoon and even yesterday evening, Sunday evening, the odd, you know, retweet and or reply or, or it's just amazing. I've never had a tweet so popular before. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, uh, and in fact, yeah. I, had to, I had to turn off my mobile notification on Twitter. I had to I'd say, don't do mobile <laughs> notifications because I, I couldn't. It was spamming you. It was. I was getting spammed. <laughs> the embarrassing thing was I had the wrong year on there. I had 2013, so I had to issue a, a replace, uh, uh, <laughs> another one. And I think that's probably what led to the volume as well, because then I also had to issue version 3 when people started asking, where are your sources? And I hadn't named the sources. So I created version 3 with the correct year and the sources listed, the URLs of the you know source data. And uh, I, I guess that kind of tripled the, the volume. But even so, it just one after the other, you could sort of almost watch this thing spread across the New Zealand Twitter sphere. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. Awesome. And speaking randomly, you know, a throwback to our first story about music, David Bowie's um, expected to be coming out with a new album. Really? Is he going to give it away on iTunes? Uh, probably not. <laughs> and even if he did, I bet you they're not going to do it the same way they did for you too, are they? <laughs> I think Apple have learned this well, time. Certainly not. <laughs> are you looking forward to the new album? Oh, hell yeah. So one you'll probably get. Is he, I didn't even know he was still making el- music. Yeah. Well, his last album was in, it was 2013, yeah, the next day. You know, I do like The Laughing Gnome. Do you know that single? Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's quirky and I kind of like it. Although it does get boring after a while if you listen to it too often. But it's the one Bowie um, song I really like. Isn't that the album that, you know, the, uh, the rumour, finger quotes, was that um, he attempted to buy every copy of it because he did not like it? Oh, yeah, there was something about that. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. I do remember reading something. Yeah, you, you could. You may well be right. I I forget now. But there was a, a sort of a store a backstory to that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's. I think you know. It's. I think that song to him is a bit like Sadie the Cleaning Lady is to John Farnham. He kind of wishes he'd, he'd never recorded <laughs> yeah, the it. The song you can't get away. Yeah. You do, exactly, yeah. you do something funny once. And- Suddenly, it's the the only thing everybody ever thinks of. Exactly, and you know what? John Farnham still gets that requested uh, at his concert. Well, he has up until recently. He, he's I think stopped doing concerts. Um, yeah, just in the last twelve months, if I remember rightly. But up until then, you know, he, people would still, you know, the crowd would still want it, and he'd 
so he'd do it. He'd do a verse and a chorus, and then he'd stop and go, "Are you happy now?" And there's, <laughs> there's actually some. I think there's a. I've got a live recording of of, of that particular scenario where he, where he does that because he just does it to, to you know to to please the crowd, and and then he moves yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett. Look, we've talked quite a bit about music, in fact, but hey, we threw some tech in there as well. Brett, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure. And we'll do it again next time. Until then, take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.